Corner, I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And we're stoked that you're here tonight. I thought I'd say that instead of excited. Stoked! I don't know. I thought I would mix I it up. like Try that. something new. Okay, Mr. Daps. You know, the star-spangled man with a plan taught me new things. Wow, that was beautiful. Mainly that you can you can be kind of corny and crazy and uh, and still have a good show, which we've learned through Geek's Corner through the years. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> Rogers the musical was inspired by Geek's Corner. Maybe it was. I mean, honestly, if we'd have made a Geek's Corner musical, probably would have been somewhat similar. Especially if Johnny was helping write it. Especially because it would just be the costumes of clothes out of our closet. And so close. Yeah. Basically the same. Yeah, we're good. So now we should write Geek's Corner the musical. <laughs> Geek's Corner the musical. So if anyone... So we'd have to get people to play us? Is that how it would work? Yeah. Okay. So in the comments, let us know who you think should play each of us. We should ask and, Noah to help. Um, maybe Noah will help us. That'd be great. Um, are you saying Noah would play Mr. Daps? Is that... Noah could help write. Oh, that too. Uh, after having listened to Influencing Magic. True. I did not know that uh, Noah was originally going in for musical theater writing. Mm -hmm. So... That is true. Noah... If you'd like to help a Christmas special musical. So then we need like two or two musicals in because one would be Geek's Corner the musical, which is like the story thing. Mm -hmm. And then the other one would be a Christmas special. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> if, uh... You never know. Anyway, anyway. seriously, who's going to play us, though? You guys have to say something. That, that's true. Let us know in the comments. Uh, let's start off with Fourth of July was yesterday at the Disneyland Resort and everywhere else. And... Uh, Actually, yeah, that's true. And uh, there were some fantastic celebrations, including fireworks, a marine band, Dapper Dan's, and Rogers the Musical. Um, but before we get to Rogers the Musical, of all the things that we've covered this weekend, because there was also the day before uh, an Air Force band and more marine band, what was your favorite thing that you saw from our coverage? Oh, my God. Uh, I really loved the, uh, Air Force, I think it was Air Force band down in downtown Disney. Yeah. The, the quintets. Yeah. Yeah. They were very I love fun. quintets. So yeah. yes, that was very cool. And I'm going to go with the Marine band in Avengers campus, which was super cool. It's hard to beat. That. And having Captain Marvel and Captain America show up next to the Quinjet. And that was in the drum major. Like that was super cool. Yeah. And it was very hot actually but um <laughs> not cool <laughs> it's become kind of a tradition they've done this for a few years now and it seems like the days may vary a little bit because it was july 3rd instead of the 4th which it's been the other years but uh but very cool and uh, definitely worth keeping on your radar for next year if it happens and the news about it didn't get out till like the day before mm -hmm. so you almost just kind of have to watch it and i would assume it would actually be on the 4th because it won't be an extended weekend next mm -hmm. year so I would just get like, even if you're not going to stay for the evening and all of the craziness that happens at night, because it does get it's like almost New Year's. Um, it's worth it going in just to see the bands during the day. And the one at Fantasyland Theater concert, that was fantastic as well. And we've got a video of that up as well that Angela shot that uh, is very worth seeing. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and it was fun because they did Disney music in that one as well. But uh, the other ones. Uh, they did a set in front of uh, Paradise Gardens, and the Marine Band there played uh, the Mandalorian theme, which was super cool. Oh, it was great. They played the Avengers, no, Captain America theme, or was it the Avengers theme? I don't remember. 
Um, but they did, they did a lot of cool stuff, and so did the Air Force Band. And uh, we've got all of those videos up. Dapper Dan sang. They were great. Flag Retreat was super cool. They had the Marine Band yesterday. And then Fireworks is always awesome at Disneyland on uh, 4th of July. Mm -hmm. So let us know in the comments what you think your favorite part of 4th of July at Disneyland is. Maybe that's not even being there because you don't want to deal with the crowds. But uh, let us know in the comments. And uh, I don't really do holidays at Disneyland. I've enjoyed it when I've done it. Um, other than New Year's Eve was a little bit overwhelming, but I've been there on Christmas. I've been there on Christmas Eve. I've been there on Thanksgiving. I've been there on 4th of July and Easter fairly frequently. We've gone Easter has been easy. Easter's like when we fine. go Easter, it's easy. Uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Uh, haven't been there. St. Patrick's Day. That's, that's probably <laughs> a mess. But, uh, I now having been on property for all those holidays it was actually very strange very weird but hmm. like i was thinking about it last fourth of july i have been there on arbor day do they give you a free treat i feel like i got a button one year i feel like they should give you seeds to go i think that would be very cool i feel like i might have been given a button or a pin or something yes That's i've cool. been there for veterans day i think so yeah i think they should give you like a little packet of seeds or something I like that um, idea. Because Arbor Day or for Earth Day or something like that. Like I've they been there should... for Earth Day. I was at um, Animal Kingdom. That's a win. The day before. <laughs> oh. The day before it's birthday. So close. So close. So close. Uh, no, I think that they should um, like give you or like a biodegradable pin or like whatever. So like go for the Earth. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I was thinking last 4th of July, I was there for fireworks, mm -hmm. and that's kind of nuts to think about. Yep. I do love the flowers on Mother's Day. Yeah, there's, there's, they do a lot of fun things on holidays, and even if they're not doing something, it's fun just to be there and to see how they change things. Like, I think 4th of July and New, um, and New Year's are the two biggest oh, yeah. that they change things, because, you know, like, as we're seeing in the chat, they put the hedges up, they move tables out of places, and they're like, We are gonna keep you going this way, and we're gonna have big Mickey balloons to point the direction. The and, Mickey and balloons like were that. crazy. Um, so, no, I think that's a great idea. And I have not done Magic Kingdom for New Year's Eve. That would be an interesting. And I like that Magic Kingdom does the New Year's Eve stuff twice. They do Fourth of July. I think it was three nights they did the fireworks. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it was like when they did multiple nights at Disneyland where the actual fourth you get the full show but mm -hmm. um i don't know for sure i haven't uh, looked that up but what i have looked up multiple times now are the times that you can watch rogers the musical at disney california adventure in the hyperion theater i have now seen it four times uh one time at a media preview two times on opening day and a fourth time today today and uh so we have now both seen rogers the musical Thankfully, it worked out, and we had a blast, I think. And uh, I guess before we talk too much about it, we won't give away spoilers. We'll be very careful. Um, granted, if you've seen anything in the MCU, you already know what happened. Um, or coverage yeah. of D23. Actually, there are no spoilers. What like, am I talking about? There's People not know. spoilers. There might be some like plot points, the way they handle them, that could be and construed op as spoilers. Operationally, yes. how some things work. Yes. Um, so. So what did you think of it since you got to see it for the first time today? I loved it. I thought it was so incredibly endearing. And um, 
it's it's very cheesy it's very campy but it's also full of really talented people putting on a very good show so. isn't it crazy how cheesy and campy it is but also how spot-on perfect it mm -hmm. is like it's kind of weird because normally when you have cheesy and campy it means oh we didn't have a budget oh we just stumbled into this like it was an accident which kind of was mm -hmm. like they made a thing as a gag for a tv series and then it turned out to be something people actually liked um and and then they take this little thing and they make it into a half an hour thing which could be a trouble like sometimes the gimmick is better than the full thing yeah. and in this case i will say that the full 30 whatever minute show is equally Perfect. good if not better than the gimmick because it builds to the gimmick mm -hmm. and obviously the gimmick being saved the city and and they even built on that i felt like too but which I, I was thinking it when we were watching it today, was I want to go back and rewatch Hawkeye because I want to see that again. Yeah, I, I kind of do now, too. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, but, um, I was thinking that while we were watching it is, oh, I want to go back and watch Hawkeye and see what they, like, did they pull the choreography I wonder, there? has did anybody they... done a side-by-side -side yet? Was, that's where I was going. It was like, has anybody taken the Hawkeye and the new show? And, like, that would we be... We could be those people. We could do that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to download it from... Like, I don't know how to screen capture it or whatever. Know. Like, I know a lot of tech stuff, but that's one I don't know. Well, and so if somebody wants to help me and get me a copy of Save the City that we didn't get, because this is not the internet where everybody can hear us. But um, no, if somebody wants to help us with I'm that, that'd be fun. I it's online somewhere. We should look. That'd be cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so I thought it was great. What was your favorite part of the show? And then what was who was your favorite character? Save the City. Okay. What's my favorite part? Uh, Mr. Naps looked over. Um, and I was just like, for the people that are listening, if you're not watching this or if you're listening to the podcast, uh, very excited, very excited face. I was just also, gritty. uh, covered. I think this is an important plot point for you all to know. Cause I think it's hilarious. Um, I was also covered in streamers. Yeah. If you're in the first front half of the orchestra, you have to save your seats mm -hmm. from the streamers because, uh, they so, will be all over you. I was really excited because I was just covered in streamers and I was prepared to watch the rest of the show like that. I thought it was great. And then people started just pulling on the streamers that were on me so that they could have them. They wanted their free souvenirs. And I almost died. <laughs> True. Um, but that was another funny point was that the streamers went and you looked over at me and I'm just covered like I'm draped in streamers. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. I was like, I'm having fun because they're red, white and blue streamers. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Patriotic. Um, I like the song that Young Steve sings. Oh, like, okay. I think that's a very uh, I choose you. Poignant, I want you. The I want from song. Uncle Sam's song. No, the song is called I Want You. I know, but it's, it's literally yeah, the I Want song. It's brilliant. Um, no, I thought it was really clever how they put the whole thing together, how they move forward with the story, with song, and uh, um, like two thumbs up with this one. I really enjoyed it. I think the the interesting thing to see is how its staying power is through the summer. So we are now in July, which now, not traditionally, but the new tradition I feel like that's growing, is that means it's the most expensive tickets. It means lower passes levels are blocked out. And the parks aren't as full as maybe first half of June and the last half of August, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think what's really going to be interesting is to see how full the shows are for the next six weeks or whatever do they fill the shows is my first question 
because today's mm-hmm. show wasn't full, Mm-mm. which kind of disappointed me a little bit because I feel like every show should be full because the energy when that theater is full with this show is hilarious. And it was still good energy. It just, I felt like you could get more people in. And then, um, so will it keep filling the theater mm-hmm. as much as it can? Will people keep going back and seeing it over and over again? So you get that kind of momentum and hype going. And, and then if it does, and then the people who can't make their, make it to it uh, before, what is it, August 30th, mm-hmm. August 31st, um, will they reach out to Disney and say, hey, I really want to see this? Mm-hmm. Because I think you need all three of those things to happen if you have a chance in whatever of this show going beyond August 30th. And I think if you were to go at how the reaction has been online and from anybody who's seen it, it's not beyond the realm of possibility for them to continue on with the show. Mm -hmm. However, if it's not full, if it's not in demand, if the, the seats aren't selling out for the premium viewing, um, then I think you probably have a different scenario you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And that's just the brutal business analysis of, of a putting a show for however much it is in the Hyperion theater. Yes. Um, I also think, and, and, and I'm hoping that guests keep flocking out to this um, because not even from a Rogers perspective, I really love Rogers, but you know what I love even more? Having a show at the Hyperion. I was going to say live theater. Live theater. Having a show at the Hyperion. Um, having some family's first Broadway style experience be, uh, I, I, we, we talked about this with Aladdin. Mm-hmm. There was some families that was their children's first Broadway style experience. Cause it's a lot more bite size. It's not actually the full length, but you have very talented performers on a stage telling yep. a story. Um, I just love it from that perspective, but also like, if we're going to go the revenue route, you have guests buying popcorn buckets. You have the guests buying candies, sodas. We Which we saw people doing. All day. I think there's also another thing that I'm sure there's numbers somewhere. And this decision was made because of them. However, anecdotally, from what we see, I was kind of surprised that they're not open on Sundays. Yeah. Because to me, you get more people in on a Sunday than like today was not busy. If I had to pick two days to go dark, especially would, in the summer, I would go Tuesday, Wednesday or Wednesday, Thursday. Those are the days personally that I would have the show go dark. Yeah. I think I would probably pick either Tuesday, Wednesday or Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I'm. But you get all the people coming in from vacations on Monday. So no, I think I would do Tuesday, Wednesday closed. Um, and it would make sense to do just weekends, but you also need to give people their hours. So I feel like you do need the five day thing uh, pretty often. And I would not be surprised. I see Chris in the the chat saying plan B is the Disney cruise line. I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of plan A. Like I would not be surprised at all of like, Hey, let's put this in the Hyperion, see how it plays out. It's scalable. So we could put it in Disney adventure next year when it comes out or whatever. There's the ship that has the, um, Marvel Day at Sea. No, no, no. They have like the whole, the Ant-Man restaurant. Oh yeah. The new one. Disney yeah. Wish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would fit perfectly in something like that. And uh, selfishly, I would rather it stay here. And I think honestly, this is a thing that fits so well with Avengers Campus right next door. Mm-hmm. And it's a very natural progression from Hollywood land to Hyperion 
to Avengers Campus. And it was the first time in this last week where I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. Like, this totally works in my brain. It doesn't feel abrupt of like, oh, we're the end here. We have this no man's land here. And then now we're in Avengers and Campus. To me, that's the biggest thing is uh, I know I know people have argued to get rid of uh, Hollywood land or Hollywood backlot or literally whatever the land's called. I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, no Muppet land. That's what I call it. Um, <laughs> I know people have argued for the demolition of that. But. This works. I think this is a perfect blend between old Hollywood and Avengers campus because you're putting it up in the Hyperion. So you have that nice blend. Um, I also, I don't, okay. I'm going to talk about this. I haven't seen anyone talk about this and I was shocked. The very old 10 um, year old at this point, Buena Vista adverts that they recorded. Oh yeah. The Buena yeah. Vista Street, uh, yeah, yeah, Elias yeah. and Co. Jingle. Yeah. And yeah, those are great. I had not heard those in years, but those were things that were that was fun. designed and written for Buena Vista Street opening. And I kind of had this moment of like, oh my God. Like, no, it, it made it everything works. fit into the park a whole lot better. Yeah. And and the air it's coming from really matches with Buena Vista Street and Hollywood land as well. And it was surprising how much it makes the northeast half of the park connect like yeah northeast yeah okay Uh, there is there is a trio of ladies telling a story with the help of some friends you know what show this sure sounds like minnie's fly girls oh yeah i and they're even wearing blue like Mm -hmm. the blue suit whatever minnie's fly girls charter airlines the happiest flights on earth. I think I actually have a picture of the three in both shows mm-hmm. that I can put next to each other. <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll put it on Minis, the geeks. Fly girls. You can help I me. I missed um, that show. That guys. was a very good show. Anyway, that, but I was thinking that was also another great blending of one land to another. It blended. And isn't it interesting too that I feel like Steve Rogers, Captain America. Mm-hmm lends himself because of the nature of his story to pulling Disney California adventure together in a, yeah. in a better way. And um, I, I just think it's fantastic. And maybe this could be a step towards returning Minnie's fly girls. I think I would sell my pinky toe. I don't to know where Minnie's it would go back. now, but I would love it. Yeah. That stage is officially gone now. Well, and that area just feels so much smaller now than it did before. It so I think that could be a trick. And, I um, I don't know where it would be, but you know what? What I saw yesterday is that the Minnie's Fly Girls costume still exists. Yeah, Minnie we all saw it. The whole world, it. the whole world was excited for little Pilot Minnie. The return of Pilot Minnie for the Fourth of July. Yes, because everyone rec or everyone recognizes that Minnie's Fly Girls was a great show. Minnie's Fly Girls closed on my 16th birthday, and I'm still not over that. So I need everybody to be aware of my trauma all the time. Um. Yeah, I just missed that show. Yeah, it was very good. I, I feel like there's a way you could somehow make it work. Maybe do it down by the plane or something. I don't know. <gasps> now that's good. No, or the other, like, make it say, to the right of the plane uh-huh, where there's just the walkway. Where and you could do a mobile stage that comes out. and Kind of like where Maleficent is during Oogie Boogie yep, Bash. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that would work there. And then you could even back it up a little bit and it would cram people into one spot. There you go. We figured it out. You can have it free, Disney. Um, <laughs> as long as we get Minnie's flying. Exactly. Girls. Exactly. Um, 
going back to the show, was there anything that you were like, eh, or? Um, no, not really. Like, totally thumbs up on everything. Huh? It's it's thirty minutes, so the pacing didn't really drag on me. No, it at moves any nicely. Point. Um, no, I can't think of any one specific thing that I was like, eh, I could do without this. I think that uh, the songs work really well. I think that the uh, and this isn't me. I need you all to know this from the bottom of my heart. If I had something negative to say, I would say it. I'm not I just, just gave her the option. I'm not being positive. <laughs> just, but like, I know, but I, it sounded like I was very like, no, Disney does it again. Amazing. But genuinely walking away from this show. And I mean, maybe if I watched it a million times, I'd be like, oh, this, oh, that. But first impressions, I didn't walk away with any major like, and I can say the same thing after seeing it four times. Yeah. So we have put up on the website that you don't want to miss. We, we've put up a guide for how to do the virtual queue. Yeah. Super easy. Walks you through it. We put a guide up and a review up for if you're doing the premium viewing experience, which is 30 bucks. Actually pretty worth it because you, you get popcorn bucket, you get popcorn, you get a soda or water, whatever it is you want. You get a lanyard, you get a photo pass photo in a place nobody else can get. And most importantly, you get in first. And um, so our friend Jenny and I were doing the math and we figure you're probably spending anywhere from eight to $11, probably less, honestly, for the seat itself because of everything else you get. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's very reasonable as well. And, uh, and then we also have now, we can say this, we have checked every level of the theater and watched this show. And, and I can tell you my favorite, I'm kind of oscillating between my favorite because I really liked being up front and center, but I also liked being in the mezzanine. Like oh, okay. the mezzanine in some ways might be my favorite spot. Like I kind of keep going back and forth. Um, but if you want to do the mezzanine, that's a virtual queue thing that you want to get into. Mm -hmm. And we've got a, a guide about all the different levels up on the side as well. And then if you do standby, it's very easy to still see the show. Like yeah. I haven't seen people, I'm sure they are maybe, but it seemed like it's pretty easy, as easy as it gets, to get into standby as well. And then you're up in the balcony level, which is a pretty high view, but it's also a cool view. It's a different view, but it's it's not bad. There's, there's no bad no seats. Carpet. That is true. But that's also why it's not bad. It's not distracting up there. <laughs> and um, and it, I, uh, Jenny and I watched from up there on Friday, and it was it was great. We loved it. And. Uh, so I, I would say don't stress about making sure you have the absolute perfect spot because really you're going to enjoy the show from just about anywhere in that mm -hmm. theater. And, uh, you know, go in and have a good time and focus on the kindness as opposed to focusing on being the first one in in the best spot. And uh, because they're all good spots and, and you'll enjoy it. But um, yeah, definitely go out and see it. Support the show. Support the cast members in it and uh, show them how much you love it with your posts on Thread, right? Threads threads yes uh and yes the stairs are a challenge for standby but there is an elevator if you can't do the stairs just tell them and um the one thing i will say that was my critique today is i think they should have opened up the mezzanine to standby mm -hmm. because the balcony was almost completely full the mezzanine seemed like it was less than half full yeah and the orchestra was pretty full too but um that would be my one like meh why don't you just open this? I don't know exactly how you would do that. Like that'd be challenging, I'm sure. But um, that is one area I feel like you could you could improve upon things maybe a little bit. Yeah. All right. 
that isn't the only exciting thing that came this week in the world of entertainment. This is an entertaining show, I hope, because we're talking about entertaining things. We're talking about exciting uh, things. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny arrived in theaters this weekend as well. And we have seen this movie. We went on opening night. And uh, what did you think of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny now that you've seen them all? I have seen them all now. Uh, I had not seen Crystal Skull before two days ago. Right? Two days ago? Something like that. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. Uh, something you and I talked about is that if you have seen uh, Raiders and you've seen Crystal Skull, you're pretty much good to go. You've done your homework. You've done your homework. Yep. Of course, there's going to be things that if you have seen the first four, you are going to enjoy parts. But like for baseline knowledge, it's really all you need. Uh, and and even I then you don't even need that. And I hadn't, I hadn't seen Crystal Skull. As long as you've seen the first good. one, you're fine. As long as you've seen Raiders, you're good. Yeah. Um, I had so much fun. Like, honestly, again, it didn't drag on. I thought that the... Um, AI young Harrison was like slightly terrifying, but I was also like amazed. Uh, I just watched an interview with him, by the way, where he's very like, I don't really know how they do it, but they have videos of my face from everything I've ever done at Lucasfilm, and they took it. Like, <laughs> good for them. It's just really funny. Um, I do want to go back and watch it again, just to, mainly for that part because there is yeah. that like, it's like whoa, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's heartfelt. It's exciting. It's fun. It's funny. There's great action. Um, I think it's everything you could want in an Indiana Jones movie. There's also, of course, parts where it's cheesy and it's campy and whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's also Indiana Jones. So. Yeah, oh, very much so. Like, um, it's funny because you see the criticisms of every movie and they're like, oh, well, that's way too far out. And they melted a dude's face off. Yeah, like there's there's that's that's not even in spirits in the first one. There's monkey brains in the second one and who knows oh the heart thing don't forget that in the don't second forget one the heart thing. and then uh you've got a, a digital zeppelin in the third one and in the fourth one and don't forget all the other stuff in the third one um which is great but the fourth like and then the fourth one like they Aliens. each have their things it's kind of like hmm they all have but that's what makes it great absolutely um so yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it wrapped up his story very well and it was interesting because you could tell Steven Spielberg hadn't directed it. But at the same time, you could tell there were efforts made to make it feel kind Spielberg of like Spielbergian. Yeah. Spielbergian. Ooh, there we go. Good word. That's a new one. Um, and so I was really happy with how they did that. In fact, the last scene in the film, I thought like the last image that you see mm -hmm. felt to me, I was like, this feels very spielberg and um maybe more recent spielberg mm -hmm. than than some of the older stuff but it, you know like it almost made me like it was i was very aware that they tried to make it feel the way it looked and felt like uh, steven spielberg had done it um i thought the pacing went fine i i liked the different cameos i guess you could say different actors that you saw throughout the thing i like the connections with the past i thought that was really fun and um i liked too that for all of the trailers and tv spots that we've seen there were still surprises yeah and not like things went different directions that you thought and like uh you know solly yelling encouraging indiana jones was definitely not what i expected Same. it to be 
and it was a great little moment. And um, and I like too how it addressed his age, mm-hmm. and and how life hits and how people deal with it differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought there was some really good um, insights, I guess, into mm-hmm. you know you don't always have the perfect everything happily ever after in real life and and indiana jones never has like mm-hmm. he's kind of always been the underdog hero that just happened into being a hero not actually he's just looking for his rare antiquities to put back in a museum mm-hmm. and and so i really liked that they they kept those things going and uh and i think it had a better I'm just going to say a better vibe through the whole thing. So I think in Crystal Skull, one of the things I think that they they hurt themselves with was using, is it the Elvis music in the opening scene? Mm-hmm. And, like and I the, think the needle drops. Mm-hmm. And I think there might have been a, I think if you put John Williams music over there, mm-hmm. you would have pulled the audience in a little bit better because you would have given them what they expected as opposed to, Instead of Nazis, now you have communists. Instead of of uh, John Williams music, you have Elvis. And yes, it was trying to change the time period, but I think they also made too much of a leap too quickly, and mm-hmm. and they probably lost some fans. Um, the other thing I will say about fans is when did it become okay for fans to root for things to fail instead of rooting for their success? And this is just across the board. And, and this has been my observation on other movies, but especially on this one, I was like, I feel like the, the sentiment out there so often is I love this, whatever, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever it is. Therefore, I want it to fail so that it can be the one I would make instead of the one that, that's based in the reality of the true filmmakers. So I think that needs to stop. That would be my actually biggest criticism of, of the movies. I haven't seen it, thankfully, for Rogers the musical but i do think it needs you know just what a waste of time and energy and space like be happy have fun it's a movie for crying out loud and um right mm-hmm. like that was knock it off yeah like be nicer on threads which we're all there you can find us on mr daps daps magic geeks corner and uh katie bear 13 good luck spelling my name yeah that's for sure um we are in geeks corner plus I ran over a little bit as I started thinking about my my wishes for the fandom. Maybe we'll get there someday. Um, I'm going to look through questions right there uh, while Katie's going to pull something out that she got in the mail that she needs to open. Um, Chronicles of Young Indiana Jones, I don't think Katie has seen. I have seen <laughs> sure years have ago, not. but I haven't gone back and watched on Disney Plus yet. Um, I kind of already addressed Crystal Skull, I feel like, Chris. Support your local USPS. Yes, support your local postal service. Oh, what did you get? Oh. Huh. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. The heck out of town. This has to be like early aughts yeah, I was gonna say, because open of up, open the logo. Up. Hold on, I was doing some, some carbon dating on Starbucks. Okay. Uh, so what Bailey sent me in the mail, thank you, Bailey, mm-hmm. is Starbucks Coffee Company cookbook. That is very cool. Uh, in case you don't know, they do employ me. Uh, August of 1994. Okay. So this is older than me. Surprise. Ah! Um, uh, you need to read the note. Where's my favorite empty stuff? 
<laughs> this is older than you know. Offense. That's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> if you want to send other books that are older than Katie, our, our PO box is there in the lower thirds. Who's Dave Olson? Who knows? Is that his picture? Yeah. That is. He was the senior vice president of Starbucks Coffee Company in '94. Wonder what he's doing now. I don't know. Not with Starbucks. I could tell you that much. Oh, there's the history. This is so exciting. That is very cool. <gasps> oh my gosh. I wonder what's in here. Oh my God. Me. There you go. <laughs> Wait, there's no black aprons in here. Maybe it was before the black aprons. Oh. Types it's of coffee. the way that I want to like frame this and put it in like my back of house and be like, it belongs take, in a museum. I'll just take a picture of it and put that in the back of your house. Well, yeah, the, the back of my house. Yeah. Well, back of, you know what I mean. Espresso macchiato, espresso con panna, cafe mocha, cafe latte, cappuccino, cafe americano. Um, ah! This is when it was only short, tall, grande. Oh, uh, yeah. Fun fact. I forgot about short. Everyone does. I, I remember it, though. Wait, okay. Because so, I have been frequenting Starbucks that long. We could make raisin gingerbread with ginger icing. Brandied walnut prune cake. It divides it up, by the way, into morning, afternoon, and evening. That is very cool. We don't serve any of this. Anymore. Uh, no. This is amazing. I... That is cool. I'm so excited. This is that is very cool. This is perfect. I thank you so much. I'm so excited now. Ah! Very cool. Cinnamon roast. What's a cinnamon roast? Back anyway. in the day. I'm so excited. Very thank nice. You. All right, Katie. What should people do? <laughs> you should go to davsmagic.com. Check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens. Subscribe to our mailing list and find our Patreon. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a ton of 4th of July videos that are up. We have one more to post. You won't want to miss it. I will just tell you it involves patriotic Mickey Mouse doing something. And uh, we also have uh, the Egon's uh, Disney This Day going up Classic on a Egon. daily basis. Yeah. He works hard. If you want to know what happened today in Disney history, that's where you find out. And uh, then some other things that we'll have going up in the near future as well that you won't want to miss. But that is about all the time we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye.